0: you're about to hear a true story of someone who has taken life's lemons and made lemonade. I am Heidi, your host, and thank you for joining me. Eleni, welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I am so looking forward to talking to you and getting to know you and hearing your story, but start out by telling me just a couple of things that maybe I don't know about you.
1: Thank you for having me, Heidi. It's a pleasure to be here. So one of the fun facts about me is I was actually Debbie on the last season of Sex and the City. That's <laughs> a little known fact. Wow. And um, of course, it's an iconic show. It was so much fun to do. So surreal because I was a huge fan and um the funniest thing is I still get recognized sometimes even when I'm in fitting rooms. So I'll be in a fitting room and the door is closed and I'm asking the sales girl for another size or something. And they usually in the really nice stores, they put the name of, of the person, of the customer outside the door. And one of those sales girls said, Debbie, is that you? And I said, no, you have the wrong dressing room. And she said, oh, my God, Debbie from Sex in the City is in there. And I was like,
0: oh, my God goodness how did you recognize me oh wow. so, yeah it was so crazy so even just your voice and your look is recognizable that's awesome i love yeah. that how did you even get into something like that like if you're a fan of the show and then all of a sudden you're on the show crazy
1: right It's crazy <laughs> i love <Yeah>. that <laughs> So I was, uh, I've been an actress and a model in New York City for over 25 years now. Okay. So I was already in the industry. And had never done anything quite as <laughs> exciting or quite as big as Sex in the City. It's sort of as big as it gets. So that kind of put me on the map in a really big way. I just went home and was pinching myself. I still cannot believe that that was, yeah, that that really happened. Because <laughs> oh, I was so such obsessed. a big fan of the show. So it's like someone taking you and putting you in the set. On the actual set of your favorite show with your favorite characters, and then you're supposed to
0: remember your lines. Nope, you're like, nope. "What? <laughs> no idea what I'm doing here. Right. I had major imposter syndrome. Yes, and just fangirling all over the place too. Would oh. just be so hard to be like, "Wait, totally. what is this really happening? Am I a tourist right now, or is this really right. my life? Yeah,
1: my life. I was gushing over oh. the girls and the writers and the sets and the clothes and the shoes." <laughs> <laughs> I could go on for tea.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad you told me that. I did not know that. So, actually, I am a mother of two. I have two
1: teenage boys. I um I also recently uh got certified during the height of COVID to teach. So, I am now an elementary school teacher. What? So, I've made a complete career shift, which is still just surreal, I'm still trying to process it. And I am in the classroom day in and day out here in New York City. And it's been so rewarding. I love being with the kids. I love being able to give back because I really was compelled to do something during a time where everything came to a screeching halt. My industry was completely annihilated, Heidi. It literally shut down overnight, as many industries did. Not all of them. Some began to thrive, but certainly my industry was annihilated, And different people were reaching out to me and saying they need bodies for the kids, they need teachers. There are teachers who are sick, there are teachers who are quitting who are retiring. So I really felt compelled to give back. I mean, I love children. And as a mother, I was like, you know what, I have to really listen to the calling and heed the call and step up to the plate and serve. And I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. So I'm working as an elementary school teacher. And I also just published my first children's book.
0: Yay, that's Yay. so exciting. What is that about? So, the name of the book, the
1: title is Picky Patrick, and it's about an eight year old boy who seemingly has it all, but he's completely dissatisfied with his life. And believe me when I tell you, it really resonates with so many children and parents too. Parents are saying to me, Oh my goodness, this is, you know, this story is so relatable because it's about essentially paying attention to what we have and really being grateful in the moment with everything that we have. And the, um, I guess, perfect imperfection that really exists in our life every day. So this book was inspired by my children because when they were younger, I was telling them stories And I would love to read to them, but I was working full time, Heidi. I was exhausted. I would be in the rocking chair with one eye asleep, one eye open, one eye closed. And I would resort to storytelling. And of course, as an actress, we're storytellers. So it came naturally to me. So I started telling them stories and my children would wake up and they would say, what happened? what happened last night did did christopher make it back in time did he save the world did the spaceship crash and know, and i would say i don't know i don't even remember are you kidding me right now and you know my children said to me mom you need to start writing these stories down and they kept pushing me and encouraging me encouraging me to the point where my son at the time was in second grade and he came home one day and said okay I spoke to Miss Clancy, and she said we could use her copy machine. We're going to set up a lemonade stand in front of the house, and we're going to sell your book. We're just going to make copies at my teacher's school at, with her copy, with her, her copier, and sell the book with the lemonade. And this is a true story. I have pictures and videotape of us with a lemonade stand now i live in new york city in an urban community in long island city on the border of astoria i don't live out in the burbs heidi (laughs) i don't see too many lemonade stands around here so this is very (laughs) uncommon so we had set up lemonade stands and they had you know, the pictures and the cups and signage and they had money and a little pretend cash register and collecting real money. And I was teaching them how to be entrepreneurs. So my son was like, this is easy. Just make a few copies and just put it out there with the lemonade and it'll all work itself out. And I thought how deliciously naive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's what started and inspired me to start collectively gathering stories.
0: Wow, uh, I love that so much. You are so fun. What a fun mom to go out and do that anyway and teach your kid. You're teaching him so many valuable things in just that one experience. I love this. I actually did find a publisher 8
1: years ago, Heidi, and things were good. Life was good. I had my health, I had my husband, I had we had a beautiful home, these two amazing children, and I had a publisher wanted to publish my story. Uh, We had a contract, I had illustrators. My bucket was full, it was overflowing. And um, unfortunately at that time, that's when things started to fall apart. And my marriage um, really came undone back in 2014. And that's when it started raining lemons and I was getting bombarded by Lemons for a long time. I literally felt like I was getting pummeled into the ground and I really lost myself. I lost so many things, Heidi, including my contract with my publisher, the rights to use my illustrations, my deposit. So I lost time, I lost money, I lost faith. Um, My marriage and my home and my family unit literally came unhinged. So it was a very dark and tumultuous time in my life, and um, yeah, it took uh, it took a lot of resilience to get to where I am today, and it's been been a long journey for sure. And I'm hoping to inspire some of your listeners because it's um, it's there's never with social media we see things happen, and it seems like it's overnight and that's never the case. It's, it's always, everybody has a story and a journey, but in 2014, you know, eight years later, I have finally published my first children's book. So it was, this was a labor of love and it's been eight years in the making.
0: Wow. 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 So you've got to tell me this lemon to lemonade story. How did you make this happen? So, initially,
1: I was um I had to do a lot of work, Heidi, on finding myself. at that time, everything that I thought to be true was not true. And that was really jarring and shocking. and it took a lot of time to process that. and it took a lot of uh, self-healing and self-reflection. I started, uh, really trying to figure out, who am I outside the marriage? Yes, I have two beautiful children. Yes, I've been married for 20 years. And then that all came apart and undone. So I had to sit back and reflect, like, who am I outside of this marriage? I'm still a mother. I'll always be a mother. But who is Eleni? What does Eleni want? What are my gifts? What are my talents? What do I want to do with my life? I felt like it was a time of of rediscovery, a time to rediscover who am I? What kind of impact do I want to leave in the world? And at the time, I was doing well with my acting and my modeling. I was providing for my family. I was thriving. But I really did not feel it was my true calling. I felt like that was not... My passion, I felt like I had a deeper purpose in life. So it really led me on this journey of self discovery. And as I said, I lost my publisher, I lost my contract. At one point, you know, I mean, I, I couldn't support myself or my children. I went from over six figures to barely making $13,000. That's one, three, $13,000 so i had to literally stop doing what i was doing and just take care of myself and find myself and do the work as the therapists call it Mm -hmm. um so i started doing my work and i started going to therapy i started meditating i really started on a path of self-worth and self-love And it's really been an incredible journey, and it has brought me to where I am today because I feel like if we don't learn to love ourselves and value ourselves, we don't have anything to offer anybody else, including our children. So it really became um, this journey from almost I lost my career, I lost myself, If anybody out there is listening, I hear you and I feel you, and I believe that you can overcome it and that you can really find your way out. What I found, Heidi, is that when you are broken, um, you're not finished. You're not done. It's really a time where when you feel like everything is cracked, that's where the light gets in. That's where the magic starts to happen because you're looking upward and outward. And I would say to myself, there's nothing else that you can take away and do to me. I almost lost it all. Um, And there's nothing else that you could take away from me. I feel like I could slay dragons right now. And I was finding my voice I was doing a lot of healing and meditating and a lot of self-education. I was taking classes. I was getting coaches. I was getting stronger emotionally, physically, psychologically, learning, reading, just like a sponge. I felt like I was going to school again. And I never really was a good student. I never really liked school, to be honest. I never really had good grades. I was never really impressive in school. But I fell in love with self-education and learning and reading. And I was teaching myself so many different things. And I was getting stronger. And I felt like I was becoming whole. And I was starting to see light where there was none before. And then the last straw really (laughs) was last um, July, last year, July 8th, 2021 to be exact. I had gone on a family vacation with my boys and my siblings and my mom, like we do every year. We're coming home, Heidi. You won't believe this story. It was a fantastic vacation and we had a week away to unwind and I opened up my front door and there was... Uh, tropical storm Elsa had hit New York. While I was away in North Carolina and in my home, there was the balcony on the top floor that got obstructed and the water backed up and sat there and trickled down from one floor to the other, from the top to the bottom and literally destroyed my house. I opened up the front door with my boys and my children and my suitcases and the entire ceiling had caved in. The floorboards had swollen. Um, (laughs) It was, I have to say, it brought me to my knees. Um, A time I will never forget Um, Because just when I was starting to get my breath back and my strength back, I felt like I was gutted again. And I didn't know how I was going to literally rebuild this house and um, get past it and get through it. But what I did have at this point, Heidi, which was remarkable, I let me just say that I allowed myself to throw a pity party. Okay. Good. okay. <laughs> I, so you're normal. I, you're normal. Yeah, <laughs> I I needed that. I I had like 48 hours of like, oh, I can't believe this is happening, calling my sisters and just, you know, taking pictures of the damage and being up to my, you know, ankles and water and on my knees, trying to just get the buckets and the water out and just yelling and screaming and shouting and howling and just, like, I can't believe this is happening. And then in that moment, I recognized, which was pretty remarkable at the time that I needed this rebirth, I needed, this was a new chapter. And I was rewriting my chapter and my book and that this was the only way for me, at this point I was officially divorced. So I was like, wow, there's so much healing happening here. I really needed a new birth, a rebirth in my own home, in my own life. and. Lord, (laughs) good Lord has answered that prayer and here we go. So I, I just recognized that it was a chance for me to renovate and redecorate internally, externally. And it was just literally and figuratively so many wonderful metaphors that I can appreciate now that I put in the time and the work and of course repaired the damage. And I thought to myself, wow, this is just so timely. There's a reason this happened now and it's a reason it happened in this way. And I have to lean into it because there are lessons here and I don't want to miss them.
0: You are so wise to recognize that. And I love that you took time for the pity party. I'm so glad to hear that you're human and normal. So that's awesome. I think we need to feel, we need to feel and we need to grieve and we need to be mad. Definitely feel it. Don't squish it down and then get to work and look at it for what it is. And you made that terrible situation into a rebirth into a change. into Absolutely. I I have to
1: tell you, I have to tell you, I have never someone who was, you know, I I grew up in this home with my ex-husband and our children. So I never really had the opportunity to make my bedroom and design it the way that I would have liked. I always tried to take my my ex-husband into consideration, my kids into consideration, the living room and the dining room, the family room, it belonged to the boys. So that their artwork was all over their walls and their toys. And in the bedroom I had, you know, my ex-husband had chosen a, a king-sized bed and I was like, the bedroom's too small, this bed is swallowing me up. And I wanted brighter colors and decorative pillows. Women love pillows. Yes, <laughs> Even we if we do. can't sleep on them, we love decorative pillows. So I was like, you know what? Enough of the pity party. Like, let's move on. You've been wanting to redecorate. Like it's an opportunity for me to make it my own. So I absolutely love my bedroom. Now I had Mm -hmm. to change everything, Mm -hmm. Heidi, new paint, New newly fl- pulled up the floorboards. I finally got rid of the carpeting. I was like, you know what? You've been wanting to get rid of the carpet-, the carpet for so long. So here we go, let's do it. Get to work, go pick out some floorboards. So everything started to change. And can I tell you, it's been such a gift because it changed, it has changed me internally. I wake up and I'm like, this is my space. This is my place. And it inspires me. And I believe that it's gonna lead to me doing my most incredible work. And we need to do that as women, mothers especially. They're so uh, selfless. Always giving, giving, giving to their kids and to their husband and to their friends and to their neighbors, to the PTA. And you know what? I was forced to take time out to do something for myself, something that I would enjoy and turn my space into my happy place. Mm-hmm. And it's so inspiring. And like I said, if it if I wasn't forced to do it, right.
0: I would have never done that Heidi. Right. I can I can hear the universe saying you're welcome. <laughs> like you you were asking for this without asking for this, you know, like right. we didn't specify that you didn't want a flood to remodel your house, but you got exactly what you needed. And I really feel like the universe is like, you're welcome. I did this for you (laughs) so that you can have this change and be able to make it what you want so you can thrive in it.
1: I love this. That's so great. (laughs) Absolutely, Heidi. And you know what, that was another, what you said was so insightful because I also realize now that whatever is going on in my world, it's not happening to me. It's happening for me. And that's something I think is so powerful to share because so many times I, I could have sat there and said, Oh, you know what? I can't believe this is happening to me. Why, why me? Why again? Why is life beating me down? And I could sit there and choose to be a victim, Heidi. And you know, and feel victimized. But that's one thing I refuse to do. And I refuse to give up my power and my worth because I know that everything I need is within me. And I have everything I need to overcome and to make an impact and to give back and to grow and to blossom and to shine bright. And there have been so many cracks, but look at all the light that has come in. I am squeezing so many, so many lemons. I have so much lemonade to give now,
0: Heidi. Yeah. yeah. And you're doing it. And that's what you became a teacher. I am so glad these kids have you. To be their teacher, because this is the kind of attitude that they need to be taught as well. When something's hard for them, or when they're struggling, or they have problems at home, or they're struggling with an assignment, you are a great example to them to be like, "This is happening for you, not to you, and that you can make this for your own good and for your future." And
1: absolutely, I agree with you, and I appreciate you saying that. It means so much to me. I feel it's such a privilege to be, you know with children and to work with them daily. They inspire me so much, but I will say it has been so rewarding and validating to share my story and my book, Picky Patrick with them. Not only the story, I mean, the story I think has a lot of value because it does teach social emotional learning, things like self-awareness and kindness, um, problem solving, tolerance, There are themes of perfection and self-love and inclusivity, and all those are important lessons. But what I'm realizing even more, Heidi, is that these children are inspired, that I followed my passion. I followed my dream. I fulfilled it. I saw it through to the end. They know that it's been eight years in the making. I have pictures in the back of the book of me and my children, because as I said, I had a first time I had an old publisher, so I asked a friend to take a picture for the book. So I had a picture that I was going to put in the book of me and my kids almost eight years ago, and I took a picture now of myself and my children, and I put an author's note in the back, and I said, please, no matter what you're doing, stop trying to run somebody else's race. The most important thing is just that you finish. You're not competing with anybody else. And that's another lesson I've learned. Give myself some grace. I've been so hard on myself to do this and finish it and make impact and change lives. And I'm like, ooh, it's a lot to carry around. So I think it's so important to just recognize that we can do this. And that if we're living our life's passion with purpose, that that's more than enough, more than enough. And it's going to happen the way it's supposed to, when it's supposed to, and embrace that. It takes the load off. It really does.
0: You're <laughs> so positive. And I love the most that you shared that picture. I think that's great because we do at this day and age with instant things and seeing you know, someone one day they're making it and you're just like, wow, they're an overnight success. And so I love that you're showing, you know what, this has been a long time and a lot of life lived from the beginning of this book until it's actually published. And I love that you're not ashamed to share that sometimes it takes some time and to be easy on yourself for the time it takes.
1: Yes, absolutely. Give yourself permission and give yourself grace like you said we're living in this digital age where even now if someone goes on my instagram and they look they might see a picture of me in my book and you know my images retouched and i look refreshed and i look relaxed and i look rested and i look <laughs> all those beautiful things and i'm like oh my goodness they have they they have no idea about the story and the pain and the disappointment and the sour lemons and You know that's why i had to share that i think that that's where the story and the impact and the growth is the sharing and if you can't be honest and share those things then other people feel disillusioned and they're like oh look she just wrote this book and she's already doing this and doing that. And I'm like, no, no, it's not the case at all. And sometimes people don't want to share the journey and they want to look impressive or accomplished. I think there's more power in sharing our mess and taking that mess and turning it into a message and inspiring other people, other authors, other illustrators, other entrepreneurs. It's incredible because you're, you're, Showing them that it can happen. Yeah. And I think that that's, it's not just a random book in the classroom that a teacher's reading. They're saying, you know what, this was my story. I did this. And if I did it, you can do it too. And I think that that's so important. I didn't really have that growing up. And I want to be that messenger to other children and other single moms, other single dads, other married couples. It doesn't matter. I feel that everybody has a story in them. And if you said to me, Heidi, Eleni, write a children's book, something that's going to, you know, educate them, entertain them, something with values, something that will impact life. I would be like, I can't do this. But I just listened to my intuition following those instincts and then saying, okay, I'm passionate about this. It all started with my children saying, write these stories down. And then me saying, you know
0: what, okay. Well, and I love your vulnerability brings power. You know, you really teach that with like just being yourself and real and raw and vulnerable to people and connecting with people brings you so much more power and connection that you didn't even know you could get. And so I love how you're teaching like this is me and this is what I had to offer and it's awesome. (laughs) It really is inspiring and encouraging to everyone. Heidi, I have to share the best part about this
1: book. This part was not inspired by my children. It was inspired by a family friend. And I was visiting her home and we were going out. She was just a girlfriend. We were going shopping and I was in her living room. She went upstairs to grab something from her room and I was talking to her her kids. And when she came down, I noticed she was lingering, lingering in the hallway. And she was just listening to me speak to her children. And then she came in. And she just kind of looked dumbfounded. And I looked at her and I said, what's wrong? And she said, I didn't know this. And I said, know what? And she said, I didn't know about any of this. And I, I, I was stunned. I was like, what are you talking about? And she said, why did you ask my kids these questions? And I said, I was just trying to make conversation. I don't see them often. I was engaging with them organically. And I started to ask them. Who's your who's your best friend? Hey, buddy, are you making friends at school? And you know, are how you know what what's your favorite sport? Um, how's school going? Are you making friends? And then he would say, No, um, this one kid is bullying me. And then I was like, Oh, what that's not good. What is bullying? You know, and we so I just was feeding off of them and engaging with them. And I realized, and she was also a teacher at the time, had been a teacher for many years. I realized in that moment that sometimes as parents, it's difficult to connect organically with our children as educators, sometimes we don't have the right tools and resources, and I figured out a way to incorporate that into the story, so at the end of the story, I have 14 questions that are organic prompts. And I cannot even tell you the conversations I've had with these children, Heidi. So Picky Patrick has a problem in the story. And then I'll ask the children afterwards, okay, Patrick asked for help. When you have a problem, do you ask for help? And some of them, most of them are nodding, you know, some are nodding, but most of them, the majority, Heidi, are shaking their heads. They're going, no. And I'm like, wow, why not? I'm like, so what do you do? And then this little boy said to me, he said, I talk to my pets. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. What kind of pets do you have? And then he shared that. And then another little girl said to me, well, I like to draw. And I said, What do you draw? And I said, Does that help you feel better? And then another little boy was like, I like to do this. Another little boy. And I was like, Oh my God, this is a mini mastermind. These kids are literally sharing amongst themselves how to self, how to like self soothe, how to problem solve. I was like, This is about self awareness. This is about you know, friendship and trust and sharing and caring. And I was like, wow, this is just mind blowing. It was incredible. That's where the magic really began. It's with those conversations. And I really wanted to use this as a launching pad. This book, I feel like is a springboard for teachers and guardians and educators, um, Who love children who want to teach them values and start these conversations? It's a tool and a resource for them. So it's like the story is great and it's entertaining and the illustrations are amazing, but that's just the starting point. I feel like those questions are everything. I have a friend who read to her twin, 11 year old twins the other night and she called me on speakerphone. And the first question in the book is, How do you define perfect? And she said to me, God. And I was like, "Wow!" And her mother said, "I'm stunned, Eleni. I can't even believe." She said, "We've been going to Sunday school, and I didn't even think it was registering." And she she continued on to say, "There's no such thing as being perfect, and it's okay if you're not perfect. Only God, there's only God is perfect." And she said. None of us are ever going to be perfect. And that's okay. Just like Picky Patrick, he knows now, that there's no such thing as perfection. And I was like, if someone had told me this at that age, imagine where I could be and would be today. So I'm trying to take these valuable lessons and instill them in these children from a young age, because that's when it's really powerful when we impact young minds. The one last thing I would say is, Rejection is just redirection. Mm. And I have learned that the hard way. I have been redirected so many times, Heidi. (laughs) And the other thing is, find your self-worth and your self-love affirmations every day. And anybody listening, please know that, you know, say to yourself when you wake up, I am enough, I have enough, I know enough. And it sounds so simple, Heidi, but these are things that I still work on and practice daily. So if they could just walk away with that one lesson, then, you know, I'll be forever grateful.
0: I totally agree. I am enough. I have enough. I know enough. Tell yourself that every day and live it and you'll, you'll believe it. It's, it's amazing gift that you can give yourself every morning to start your day that way. It's great advice. Thank you. This is wonderful. So thank you so much. Thank you. I just don't want to stop.
1: I don't want to stop talking to you. (laughs) I know we
0: could go on and on
1: forever. (laughs) I Thank you
0: so much, Heidi. Thank you. So, so wonderful. You are just the epitome of the lemonade stand in every way. Just everything you shared is just so perfect what I'm trying to get across to people. And I feel like I just beat it in every day with every message I can. And you've just said it so beautifully and so well illustrated with your stories and the things that you've done and accomplished. And I just, it's just perfect. So thank you, it's awesome.
1: Thank you and thank you so much for what you're doing. If you don't know, you must know. And I'm here to tell you you are impacting so many lives and you have an incredible story and you're a beautiful light shining so bright. Wow, you're sweet.
0: enjoyed spending this time with you. You might have a friend struggling with the same thing that we talked about in this episode that might enjoy listening to this too. So please share this episode because no one is alone at the lemonade stand.